Okay, guys, this is it. We're doing it. (laughs) Welcome to the dating dossier. My name is Jillian, and I'm going to be your host of this weekly podcast. Uh, My intention is that this will come out every Thursday. So stay tuned for that. I know many of you probably listening to this first episode um, have been waiting a very long time for this to come out. Probably not as long as I have. This has been a thought, an idea, a want, as you might say, of mine since I think 2000. 16. No, I know it was in 2016 because that is when a man ran away from me on the first date. And don't you worry, I'm going to be telling that story at the end of this podcast episode, the end of this episode. And you're going to wait until the entire podcast is over before I'm going to tell you the best story. No, Um, at the end of this episode, I'll actually be sharing about that. So you only have to listen to me talk for a couple of minutes until we get there, which I mean... That's what this is. This is listening to me talk. So if you're not, you know, feeling that, um, I I don't know what to tell you. Maybe podcasts are not your thing. Okay, let's talk about the name, The Dating Dossier. If you have not noticed, it is an alliteration, an alliteration, and it was done on purpose. That was intentional. I like alliterations. I like the way it sounds. I think it's easier to... Remember, wow! I almost, I almost could not remember the word remember. Um, I think it's easier to remember an alliteration. I think it helps. That's another reason I wanted the word dating in there because if you guys are anything like me, sometimes you know you like something but can't remember like the whole title. I mean, I am guilty of humming one line of a song, maybe knowing the words to the one line, but I'll get a teeny tiny part of something stuck in my head and I will try to Google it based off the little teeny tiny thing I can remember. So I figured if you're looking for this podcast, then you have to know what it's about and it's about dating. So if you know that much, then you can, you can kind of find the rest of it, right? Because I looked it up and it didn't seem like there were a ton of other ones that have an alliteration. And if I'm really wrong about that, I'm sorry. I only spent like 10 seconds looking at it because then I got bored. So here we are. We're at the dating dossier. I will also share the definition of dossier with you. I am going to be honest. I'm looking this up right now. (laughs) Literally, I'm going to pull up and my iPad's dead. All right. Do it on the phone. Um, I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. I started listening to Serial when I was packing up my room senior year in college. And so that was 2015. I don't know. I think Serial had already come out because I think I could binge the whole thing. I think it had come out the year before. But I listened to it in 2015. And that is when I fell in love with podcasts and especially true crime podcasts. It's pretty much all I listened to. So this is this is really a foray for what word am I? This is an excursion into something totally different that I don't listen to, really. So just, I mean, if that's like totally your thing, like dating podcasts are your thing, then I hope I am up to par, we shall say. Okay. 
Now, Merriam-Webster says that dossier is a collection of documents about a particular person, event, or subject. So, technically, this isn't a document. However, it is a collection of files. So, we're gonna go with it. Speaking of files, once a month, I plan to release an episode called Listener Files. And that is where I'm going to read your stories. So hopefully you will send those in. If you're worried about anonymity, I got one. I got a word, you guys. If you're worried about anonymity, just let me know. I'll change your name, his name, his profession, whatever. Let me know what you want changed. Otherwise, I'm going to be making up stories over here. You can DM those to me on Instagram. You can find me at the dating dossier. Let me spell dossier for you. It's D-O-S-S-I-E-R. But I mean, if you're listening to this, you, you had, you have to be looking at it. But anyway, um, you can also email them to the dating dossier at gmail.com. So if you want me to read your shit, send it in. Am I allowed to say shit? This is my podcast. I'm, I'm going to say shit. Yeah, I'm going to say shit. Um, Okay, back. Now I got it. (laughs) Waiting for that train to come to the station. Um, So along with listener files, I am going to guess that sometimes you you guys are going to send me some dirty stuff. And I'm about it. You know, hookup culture, let's hear it. Let's talk about it. Sleep with them on the first date or don't. That's what the daisy petals, that's what we're pulling off now. Sleep with him or don't sleep with him. Do I want to hear from him ever again or no? Do I value my body? Blah, 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 blah. I am not slut shaming. I'm not here for it. If anyone is, um, if that's what you're about, this podcast is probably also not for you. I'm not here for slut shaming. If I say something that sounds like that's what I'm getting at, I, I don't mean it to be. Anyway. The dirty stuff. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about dick pics, okay? I mean, I am sorry that I did not give a warning that I was about to say the word dick pics. But if you are dating in today's world and you are of age, okay, I'm not even going to go there. But if you're of age and you're dating, you've gotten one. I mean, if you have Snapchat, you've gotten one. Anyway, we're going to talk about that stuff. But I kind of want to keep them... separated. Those are going to be under the sorry mom label, the quote unquote sorry mom episodes. That way my mom can support me and listen to these podcasts, but she also does not have to be scarred for life because I am just thoughtful in that way. So that's kind of how this podcast will go. It's going to come out weekly, once a month, I want to do listener files, and however they kind of play out, we'll have some Sorry Mom episodes sprinkled in there. I don't want to inundate you guys with the quote-unquote gross stuff, but it exists. We got to talk about it. (laughs) That's what we're going to do. And I also plan to end each episode with a story, both personal stories um, that I've experienced for myself, as well as stories from you guys and stories from my guests. I'm going to have a lot of guests on this podcast, including one or more of my exes. 
and we're going to take a deep dive into the problem and see if it's me. Is it me? I'm always told it's not you, it's him. Let's hear from the him himself. Himselves, maybe. You know, see how many bridges I burned. (laughs) Anyway, I'm also going to talk about red flags and rules. So I've come up with some dating rules that I've been following for a long time. They're I, they're based off patterns. Like I started to see these patterns. So I just started taking note of them and I made rules. Now, if you guys have seen one of my top 10, top five, top 10 for sure, possibly top five. It might be number six. I don't know. He's just not that into you. If you know me, You know I love the movies where not everything is sunshine and rainbows and everything works out in the end, right? My favorite movie in the world is Silence of the Lambs, okay? Like, is that what we should be talking about here? Probably, maybe, but that's not what we're talking about here. If you guys have seen the movie, he's just not that into you. One thing that Gigi, the main character, who I very much identify with, um, she says that we are taught all of our lives, all of these stories that are based off exceptions to the rule. You know, the friend of a friend of a friend who he, one of the examples in the movie is they were together and lived together and everything else for many years, maybe less than 10, but it was up there and he hadn't proposed yet. And her friends and family would tell her, you know, he's going to propose like I knew this person and they were telling her stories based off the exception. But what Gigi says what she like figures out in the movie and then the ending totally blows it. Spoiler alert, but whatever. Um, what she figures out that I feel rings true is that we are for the most part, the rule and not the exception. Actually, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say we are the rule. The other person, the guy who ghosts you, he's the rule. The guy whose grandma died, dog died, car died, yacht capsized, building burned down. For real, he's the exception. And the thing about the exception is that he's going to go out of his way to prove it. Him or her, I date men. I am a heterosexual cis female. So I'm going to say him when I'm talking about the other party because that's my personal experience. That's where I'm coming from. That's who I'm dating. But I know that that's not... That's exclusive to me, right? Just put that out there. They are the rule. The other person is the rule. Um, It's not you, it's them. So when I say rules, my dating rules, that's what I'm talking about. The rules versus the exceptions, as opposed to hard and fast rules, do this and X will happen. Unfortunately, I do not have quite that crystal clear of a playbook, but These are patterns that you can pay attention to and kind of follow. So I'll be talking about those in most episodes. I'll be talking about red flags a lot. I actually have a full dedicated episode planned that will be all about red flags. So stay tuned for that. Sorry about that, guys. Um, I guess it would be a good time to introduce my co-host. Her name is Jolie. She is a 12-pound papillon. She will be 5 in April. I have had her since she was seven and a half weeks old. She's my best buddy. She, for those of you who aren't familiar with a Papillon, you can follow her on, oh, she's trying to get in my lap. She knows I'm talking about her. Um, You can follow her on Instagram at Jolie, the happy pappy. However, I'm not great at keeping up with it. I promise I'm going to be good at keeping up with this. 
but the dog's Instagram did fall to the wayside. And if you want to hate on me for having a dog's Instagram, I suggest you go follow more dog's Instagram because it is way more of a positive feed than I think you'll find elsewhere on social media. Anyway, that is a discussion for another time, probably another podcast. You will probably hear my dog interrupt me sometimes. I am recording this podcast at my dining room table in my little apartment. So if another person walks by or a dog walks by, Jolie will alert to that. I'm going to try to edit it out, but you may hear her little toenails click a clacking across the floor. I'm so used to it. I'm not going to notice them, probably going to talk over them, then I'm not going to want to edit that out. She just sighed. You might have been able to hear that. She's a living creature. She lives with me. She coexists with me. You're probably going to hear her. You're going to hear me talk about her a lot, I'm sure. I am a dog mom through and through. This dog has a car seat. I have found dog treats in my purse more than one, probably every purse, definitely more than once. But um, I am a dog mom through and through. I have a dish towel from my mother that says... I wish I was a stay-at-home dog mom, and I do, but I don't want my home to be a cardboard box, so I have a real job so I can pay my bills. I am happy with my real job. I'm finally happy with my real job. My resume has been a joke. The way I sell it makes it sound awesome. Experiencing it was the worst. Um, I've had a lot of different experiences. I think I'll get to touch on multiple, like many of them as we go through the podcast, Because I draw a lot of comparisons in my experience at work and my different jobs and experiences there. I draw the parallels to my dating life, for sure. That's actually where a lot of the patterns became more easily recognizable um, when I started to get into the staffing world. I am now a technical recruiter, so essentially a corporate recruiter, and I love my job. My day job is talking to people all day long. And now I come home and talk to you guys, a.k.a. myself and Jolie, um, and my houseplants. I have a few now. I'm a houseplant and a dog mom. We're thriving. (laughs) Anyway, what's funny enough, actually, is that my parents joke that I majored in talking. Well, majored in talking and posing for pictures thanks to my sorority. But they say I majored in talking because... I got my Bachelor of Arts degree in Communication Studies, and I minored in Psychology, from Christopher Newport University in Newport News, Virginia, which, for easy reference for those who aren't local, it's pretty much Virginia Beach. Um, That's where I went to college. I graduated in May of 2015. I've actually lived on my own since then. Well, I've lived with Jolie, but it's just been me and my dog since then. After college, I moved down to Raleigh, North Carolina for three and a half years, and it was not great. Like, I had great experiences, but the overall experience, the overall, I hated it overall, but now that I'm away from it, when I look back, it's kind of positive. You know, that line of thinking is how we end up back with our exes, ladies and gentlemen, is the when you're out of it and you look back and you can't remember all the bad stuff, you knew it was bad. I keep a journal so I can like read my own words. I know I'm much happier here. I mean, I know that. I moved back to Virginia about a year and a half ago. Um, I grew up in Virginia. I was born and raised. I grew up in a small town. My freshman year of high school, there was only one high school in the town. Okay, like small town vibes. Grew up across the street from a cornfield. My parents were not farmers, but (laughs) our neighbors were. Their cattle 
their steers would regularly escape and get into our yard. My neighbors now have a cow that Jolie is not a fan of. She doesn't like that big dog. So my current dating status, I am single. I've been single. Oh, I've been serial dating, which that's a term we'll cover in a future episode. Um, But it pretty much means like dating one after another, right? I mean, not on purpose. I'm not like, I didn't, I'm not trying to do that, but whatever. So I've been serial dating. I've not had a serious relationship since 2016. That, I feel like I've mentioned that year so many times. That was like a defining year for me. It was the year after I graduated college. It was the first time I was on my own in a different state. I didn't have friends. I made friends, but I didn't have friends. Didn't have my family support system there. Pretty rocked my world. Anyway, that was the last time I had a serious relationship. Since then, I've had a couple one-offs where I thought we were headed in that direction, but ended up not happening. Um, I have had a couple serious relationships, though. My last one, like I said, was in 2016. Lasted a little less than a year. I learned a lot in that relationship. Uh, That's when I learned what gaslighting was, which is definitely a dating term we're going to talk about in future episodes. And I'm sorry I keep saying, you know, I'm not sorry. This is my podcast, okay? Like, whatever. We're going to talk about it in future episodes. Stop saying sorry for everything. Um, Anyway, I learned what gaslighting was. I learned what it was like when you were dealing with a narcissist. I learned a lot from that relationship. Before that, I had a college boyfriend. We met sophomore year and we dated up until the night before graduation when he officially broke things off with me. I say I got dumped, but I think it was more like we broke up. He's actually, he's one of the exes who's going to be coming on this podcast. So we can just ask him when he gets here. But um, anyway, we dated for about three years. Um, So it was pretty serious. And then before that... I dated a guy from high school into college, and that, again, lasted about three years. So I have had some serious relationships. I've also had a lot of experience serial dating from online dating. A lot of it's online dating. Well, I say online, but I'm talking about apps. It's mostly to do with apps. Um, Swipe right, swipe left, to infinity. I've also dated friends of friends. I've dated, like, my friend's brothers. I've tried to date co-workers. I've tried to date old co-workers. I've gone out with guys I've met at a bar. I mean, I've tried dating from multiple angles, right? This is like, I'm not pulling my source material from one place. But okay, let's address something super fast. Um, If you have found yourself thinking this whole time up until this point, but especially kind of about the last thing I was saying, talking about being single and the different ways I've tried to date. If you found yourself repeating the mantra that I hear repeated so often that I hear it from my, I hope, I assume my well-intentioned friends and family, the mantras of love will come to you when you least expect it. Stop looking for love. It'll find you. Get comfortable with being on your own. Love yourself. I mean, in the words of RuPaul, if you don't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anybody else? I agree with all of that advice. I support all of that advice. However, 
I'm going to tell you something. I, I'm going to reveal something to you. Your single friends, I'm going to tell you this right now. Your single friends are not the ones who need to hear that advice. In my experience, my single friends are the ones who are actually working the hardest on themselves, who are working the hardest to love themselves. Dating sucks. I I mean, it does. Like, it has its ups and downs. It's fun, but it overall, I mean, it's draining. It's exhausting. You have to be on. We're going to talk about, I'm going to have a whole episode dedicated to getting ready for first dates. I mean, that's a lot of anticipation. Like, your heart rate is raised. I mean, it's a lot physically, emotionally, everything. Psychologically, for real, there's some psychological trauma going on in dating today. Um, Your single friends are going through it. We're in the trenches. We're on the battleground. So I know for me and for all my friends I talk to, this may not be the overall rule. You know, we were talking about that earlier. This may not be the overall rule, but for me and the people I talk to, we take breaks from it. We delete the apps. We stop going on dates. We take breaks and we invest in ourselves. Now, if that self-care is in the form of bubble baths and face masks, I know a lot of, I see a lot of, you know, kind of tearing that down and saying, that's not all about self-care. It's not, it's, it's not going to fix everything, but it can make you feel better for an evening. And I think sometimes that's really valuable. So single friends are the one taking a minute to do the self-care, to sign up for the hot yoga classes and the rock climbing classes and the spin classes and going on trail hikes on the weekends and investing in, you know, time with friends and family because I'm going to say we, we are the ones who don't have someone waiting at home, you know, who can, who wants to watch Netflix every night and, you know, go to bed at 10 PM. It's either go out and try. So go out and make plans with your friends or go out and try to go on these dates or watch Netflix by yourself, which I'm not hating on. Okay. I, I love having control of my Netflix. I love not having to run any of my decisions by anyone. However, I'll be the first to say it. It gets lonely, right? But I do spend a lot of time working on myself. I've come up with a lot of new hobbies and I know my friends have too. So what I want to say is that your single friends do not need to hear those mantras anymore. So something I want to talk about on this podcast is actually how to be a friend to your single friends on that same token. I want to talk about what it's like and how to be the single friend in your friend group. Because I'll be honest, I know my friends and family are sick of hearing me talk about getting ghosted. I know that we're playing that broken record over and over and over again, right? But I'm going to tell you something else. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Listen closely. Do you want to know who is actually exhausted with hearing about getting ghosted, I'm going to give you a hint. It's the person getting ghosted. It's the per. You think you, I am tired of telling those stories. You think you're tired of hearing those stories. I'm telling a tired of telling those stories. I'm tired of experiencing those stories. I don't want it to happen. Um, but I also get that it's exhausting and you kind of run out of things to say. So I have a lot of suggestions. Number one is let's go get margaritas. That's what you can say to your friend who just got ghosted for the upteenth time. And I mean, save that as a note in your iPhone and just copy and paste it whenever she talks. Let's go get margaritas. Train her. Pavlov's dogs, Pavlov's dog style 
getting dumped is great because you get tequila. Okay, let's make that's our revolution. That's what we're here for. <laughs> we want to get dumped so we can get drunk. I also I want to say like I'm not here to shame couples. I'm not here to hate on couples. I love my friends who are in happy, healthy relationships. I have no problem whatsoever being a third, fifth, seventh wheel, whatever. And I believe most of my friends can attest to that. I don't have a problem with it. What I think happens is that my friends become uncomfortable with this. And again, I say my friends, I mean people in general, but again, speaking from my personal experience, so I'm going to say my friends, they get uncomfortable. They feel like you're left out. They kind of assign emotions to you. I'm guessing. Or I could suck, honestly, as a friend. This is opening a lot here, this podcast. I'm opening myself up to a lot of criticism. I'm going to tell you right now, though, that my little brother, I'm going to make him read the reviews because I don't think I can handle it. Sorry, Ian. <laughs> anyway, like I was saying, it's not about shaming those couples. It's it's not about putting them down. I just mean that it can be hard when you've been the single friend for a long time. It's also hard when you're the recently single friend. Uh, I am of the age where my social media is covered in, as they say, the engagements, the baby announcements, the weddings, which I love. I have a lot of fun. I'm very supportive of all of that. However, sometimes I wish there was a spot that we could go and talk about dating in a safe space. And I haven't found that. When I've looked for that space on the internet, I mean, I have my friends, right? I have my support group. But when I've gone to see if there was something on the internet, there's a lot of bad advice. And by bad advice, I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to give you (laughs) the best advice, But by bad advice, I mean it's very critical advice. It's very like, you should know better. Well, what do you think you're doing of dating today? Ghosting is just part of it. It's it's very harsh. So I wanted to create the space where we could talk about it in a not harsh place. We could laugh about it. My plan is to laugh about it. The first time I ever got dumped, I was 15 years old. And I laughed in his face in the hallway outside of band practice. Not to be mean. I just thought it was hilarious that he said literally the words, I'm breaking up with you. It was like he was narrating the situation. I thought it made me laugh and it deeply offended him. Regardless, that's who I am. I, whether I like it or not, I'm going to find the humor in most situations. So I wanted to bring that to you guys. A little bit of levity to this situation, as they say. Like I said, I do believe in those pieces of advice. I do believe in those mantras. But I also stand by that your single friends are not really the ones who need to hear it. Let's see. I think that's kind of bringing us to a wrapping point. That's a high-level overview of a lot of the different things we're going to get into on this podcast. I'm really excited about it. I'm excited you guys are here. I'm excited to see what happens. Um, I've noticed a, like I said, a lack of space, a lack of conversation around this, which is hilarious to me because I think every other person on the planet is on a dating app. But for whatever reason, people aren't really talking about the real experiences. They kind of keep it quiet. I mean, I will be the first one to open up all of my wounds for pretty much anyone. I'm an ENFP. I'm a Pisces, I am Enneagram 7, I mean, we'll talk, 
we can talk about those too. We can have a whole episode on personality tests if you guys are into it, right? But I'll open up those wounds. I'll talk about my own experiences. I'll put myself on that stage. And what I noticed is when I did that, even though my friends weren't, when I would do it, all of a sudden the floodgates would open. I would hear all of these crazy stories. And I was like, we, okay, A, we could have bonded a long time ago. Had we gone over this, there's bonding, there's camaraderie in trauma. And that's what I'm calling this. And I'm not trying to sound dramatic. I mean, it's like real, like psychological trauma is real. Um, and I, I do want to take that seriously. I want to have fun and I want to use humor, but I also want to take this stuff pretty seriously too. Cause we are, these are real experiences. Um, and I am putting myself out there. I'm also trying to actively date. So speaking of, as of now, I have made the decision that I'm not going to tell the guys that I'm actively trying to date about this podcast. I think as of right now, I'll save it for like the third date. I feel like that's kind of the the going rate, right? Is that you tell the serious stuff. um, You kind of unload a little bit of your baggage on the third date. So I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell them on the third date about this podcast because what I've already noticed is when I've talked about it before then, the guys, they start acting weird. And I don't really blame them. Um, it could, it seems, I think, to them like a how to lose a guy in 10 days situation. Like I'm only in it waiting for them to mess up. Most of them have asked me if I'm recording everything. Like that's their fear that I've recorded everything. And I'm like, I mean, I'm not, but Alexa is, but... Um, anyway, that's what they've mentioned. How I also figured it out is on Bumble. That's the dating app that I am using right now. Well, Bumble and Hinge, but I'm going to talk about Bumble right now. You can link your Instagram. And a couple of months ago, I announced that I was going to be releasing this podcast. It was a post on my Instagram and I had my Instagram linked to my dating profile because I don't want to be accused of catfishing. And I know dudes hate when you use, well, I think guys and girls hate when you use old pictures, but I'm sorry, I'm not doing like cool stuff every weekend. So I want to show you the pictures of when I was at the Grand Canyon, but I don't go there every quarter. So they are a little old. That is a rant for another time. I linked my Instagram so you could see the updated photos of me. Guys would message me, And be pretty darn harsh about it. They would be very accusatory about me only being on there for the podcast, which again is kind of fair. I can see where the fear would come from. I mean, I was like, did you swipe right on me so you could be mean to me? Like, I think that's what you did. Um, (laughs) Say hello to She Raids Dogs. Um, (laughs) Anyway, I just decided from those interactions that I wasn't, I'm not going to talk about it until I think I might actually seriously date someone because it's not worth it. I also don't want them coming on here and ruining my ratings, okay? Just because, you know, they didn't like my face or whatever their problem is. I don't know. That could change. I'll keep you guys updated. That'll kind of be an ongoing update. I'm not trying to be shady. I'm not trying to, you know, I don't want that to make me look bad, I guess. But it's just kind of for my own safety, sanity. 
I'm not going to tell them it's about dating because I'm not going to, I'm not here to roast them. I'm not here to give their name, date of birth, location, job, anything so we can go find them and slash their tires. I mean, like the devil on my shoulder sometimes (laughs) thinks about things like that, but that's not what I'm here for. So I'm, I'm not here for, you know, a witch hunt. Got sidetracked again. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for making it this far. I'm going to include the clip now of where I tell my story about the guy running away down the sidewalk. And following that is actually a clip about, um, clip from my dad, a conversation with my dad. And you'll realize why once you listen. Okay, so this is the one where I got stranded on a sidewalk. This happened in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I can't exactly remember which dating app it was, but I'm going to assume it was Tinder because this was circa 2016, I think. It was like the spring after I graduated college. So we're going to say the spring of 2016 and that I was on Tinder. So I matched with this guy um, and we will refer back to these rules, but I guess we can kind of talk about rule number one is that if he doesn't ask you out within the first 48 hours, he's not going to. Okay. So this guy followed my rules. He asked me out in the first 48 hours. And when I said they're not hard and fast, it's because they're not always a hundred percent. So he asked me out. We agreed to meet in Durham, which anyone familiar with that area, it's a lot of breweries, pretty hipster, pretty cool. Um, easy location to get to if you live anywhere in the triangle. So we agreed to meet there on a Saturday and I chose an afternoon time like four because I had a gut feeling. So actual rule number one is trust your gut. I had a gut feeling that I would need my Saturday night free. So we agreed to meet at like 4 p.m. on a Saturday at a brewery. And really, I mean, that's that's a pretty cute date in my opinion. That's, that's fine with me. So I drive there. And I called him because I didn't know where to park. So we'd even moved off the app. We were texting at this point. But I called him because I didn't know where to park. It was street parking. And I just wanted to make sure I wasn't going to get towed. Because who wants to walk out of a first date and your car is towed? Um, so he told me where to park and it was fine. So then we park. Well, I park. Then I get out of my car. And I'm kind of standing outside of my car Um, rearranging stuff. And I can see him walking up from way down the road. And I wanted to do that so that he could see I look like what I look like in my pictures. I'm not catfishing you. If he decided that I looked totally different than my pictures, that was his opportunity to walk away because he didn't see that I saw him, right? That's a little trick of the trade. So he walks up. We give each other a hug. It's all good. He said he was getting his PhD from Duke University. He was from France, blah, 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 blah. We start walking. I tell him what I'm doing. At the time, I was an event coordinator. Um, So we're kind of going over that. As we get closer to the bar, he stops dead in his tracks. And he says he forgot his wallet in the lab. And I'm like, oh, my God, this guy, we haven't even gotten into the restaurant. This guy is going to make me pay for drinks um, and pay for dinner, whatever. Now, mind you, we hadn't gotten to the bar yet, and we hadn't even said which bar we were going to go to. We had just decided on the street that had a bunch of different ones. So I'm going to set the scene. We're standing on a sidewalk that train tracks go through, and there's a gravel parking lot. And then across the street are a bunch of different bars. So that's where we're standing. That's where he says he forgot his wallet. He says, no, no, no. I'll just run back and get it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I turn around to go with him. 
And he's like, no, no, like I'll, I'll run back and go get it. And I was like, hmm, okay. So he turns around and he's wearing a backpack, I guess student thing. He's wearing a backpack. He turns around and he starts running, sprinting uphill fast enough to where his backpack was bouncing up and down. He sprints away down a sidewalk, up a sidewalk. It was uphill from where we were. And I just, I kind of did a spin and I looked around and I looked at all the people who were looking at me, the other people in the street on a Saturday afternoon. And I was, I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh my God, they know my date just ran away from me. In hindsight, I think they thought I just got mugged and wasn't reacting. But (laughs) what actually was happening was that this dude just sprinted away. And I was like, no, no, no. So I call my parents. That's the first thing I do is I call my parents. And I say, this man just sprinted away from me. And I like look at what I'm wearing. Like, was I wearing something that that insulting? No, just normal, like not even a graphic tee. Um, And my dad, he's an engineer. He's a chief engineer. He loves numbers. He loves logic. He loves physics. He says, where are you? He gets my location. And he's like, okay. He says he's a student at Duke University. Here are all the apartments within a six-block radius of where you are. And if this guy lives in the furthest apartment from you, and he lives on the top floor, it's a sixth floor, it's going to take him about 46 minutes to get there, two minutes in the apartment, and get back. And I was like, Dad, are you saying to wait here for 46 minutes. And he said, yes, because there's no way this man just ran away from you. So I stood my dumb ass on that corner for 46 minutes and just looked around and wait. I didn't even go into one of the bars. At this time, I was still new to Raleigh. I didn't have any other friends I could call in the area. I was like, well, I have nothing better to, it's this or go home. So if I'm gonna be sitting anywhere alone, I guess I'd rather do it on this sidewalk. So I waited. And I don't remember if I tried to call him in this period. I feel like I did. I think I sent him a couple messages. But now after 46 minutes when I tried to call him, I was blocked. And you know you're blocked when the messages don't deliver and it rings once and goes straight to voicemail. So then I also checked on the Tinder app and he had unmatched me. He deleted me. So I knew that he he was gone. Something had offended him so deeply that he physically sprinted away from my, my presence. And I just laughed. I didn't at that time, and I have yet to cry about that because it's so ridiculous. It's, it's a, he physically ran away from me, right? So when I think about that, okay, he physically ran away from me. I actually, a few months later, we matched again on Tinder and I asked him if he ever found his wallet. And he said yes, but... That aside, it didn't upset me because I was able to look at that situation and say it had nothing to do with me. So when I had a different situation where a guy ghosted and it wasn't as extreme as running away from me, he just stopped replying to my messages and I was so distraught and I couldn't stop crying and I was so upset. I had to stop and look at it and be like, you weren't upset when a dude literally ran away from you and this is the same situation. Like, treat it the same. Like, it's not about you. You're not so repulsive that somebody needs to sprint away from you. That had nothing to do with me. That's all in his crazy head. So when they stop messaging back, it's the same thing. It has nothing to do with you. It's all in their crazy head.
That's what I'm saying. Uh, do you remember when I called you in 2016 about the guy who just ran away? Do you remember that phone call? I I remember the phone call. I, mommy, I'll tell you, I'm I'm never good with dates, mm-hmm. uh, but I remember the event and I remember um, pieces of the conversation. But I I remember. What do you remember? Well, I remember you were calling in a panic because uh, some guy had run away to go get his wallet. So to me, it was give the guy a chance. He's going to go get his wallet. But if you had come to me today after being exposed to a lot of the things that you've been um, a participant in, (laughs) (laughs) then uh, I, I I would say don't hang around somebody's one of his buddies or is videoing you Mm. and that wouldn't that wouldn't even part of my thought process then four years ago right right Mm -hmm. what i what i was letting you know is you've gone to the trouble to have a date give the guy a chance and you know i just did what i do and i said if it's honest then here's what you're dealing with and it just turned out to be not honest. So I caused you to wait around for an inordinate amount of time <laughs> and embarrass yourself. I did embarrass myself. I wonder if anybody was out there watching. Nobody, I don't think, knew no. what was going on. No. Um, do you remember how you came to tell me to wait 46 minutes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I looked, I looked on a map where you were. I looked for... Uh, nearby apartments and and said here's how long it would take to get there and how get did back. you figure that out break it down for the listeners well it's just that you can usually walk at about three miles an hour so you can you can walk quickly and walk run at three to five miles an hour so you find the distance between where you are and let's say that the apartments are a mile away then what you can do is uh in order to do if you can do three miles an hour, that's one mile in every 20 minutes. So if it's a mile away, it's 20 minutes there. Got to get your wallet 20 minutes back. So add five minutes to find your wallet and you got 45 minutes. Yep. So it was something like that. I that's don't remember I the exact apartments or anything, but I just said, yeah. here's here's a radius with some apartments. That's right. And I think I said 46 minutes because I was giving him a window that maybe he wasn't sprinting <laughs> the entire way. So, thanks, Dad. All right. Bye. Uh, please follow me on Instagram at the dating dossier. Please message me, email me your stories. You can subscribe on Spotify and iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you like what you hear so far, if you're excited about it, please share. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Like I said, I promise um, the really explicit episodes, they'll be labeled the sorry mom episodes. So, Please share. Please spread the word. I want to open up this conversation. I'm, again, I'm really happy to be here. I'm really excited to see where this goes. Um, Your support means the world to me. And that's it. Thanks for listening, guys. And let the dating revolution begin.